Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. The city is uh, wound very tight right now. Uh, and, and we still have a long way yeah, to the draft. We've got a long way to go, even for a Friday. But uh, over the quarterback situation, over the number one pick, Fields, Caleb Williams, maybe Drake May. Who knows? Jim Harbaugh. Maybe somebody else. Talked about J.J. McCarthy today <laughs> on Colin's show. Uh, Jesse's in for Waddle today. Uh, a lot to get after, but um, Colin Coward used to be a teammate of ours. Yes, I was on his show often. Yeah, on the network, on yep. ESPN, yep. and uh, Waddle did a show with him on television. I mean, I that's, remember that. that's how charitable uh, Colin was back in the day. <laughs> uh, it was good stuff, too. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget when uh, Colin, when I was diagnosed, I didn't know Colin well, like I... I, I, I met him in person at a Wrigley Field rooftop. We hung out a little bit. Um, but when I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Colin was nice enough to reach out, um, wish me well. He checked in a time or two. Uh, really a stand-up guy. Absolutely. And he used to do, Colin, when we have uh, around the world in two minutes or something, he'd come to Chicago, Jesse, what do you got for me? Yeah. Boom, 30 in seconds on the cuts, right. in and out. Right. And, of course, now on uh, Fox Sports FS1, uh, Colin Coward joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Colin, long time no talk. How have you been? You know, things are going well. You, how are things? Things are good. Three and a half years in remission, feeling good. Um, Waddle, of course, sends his best. So um, we appreciate your time. We're now we're a little confused. So yesterday you went on about um, uh, about Caleb Williams, and then today you you sort of brought it back with a whoa, whoa, whoa. So if you can clarify, what is the latest with Caleb Williams and his thoughts on the Bears from what you understand? Yeah, I mean, so yesterday, basically, it was during Herdline News. It wasn't really a segment. It was that we do a Herdline News at the bottom of the hour, and McIntyre had a Caleb story. And I had said, because, you know, I've heard some concerns from them. You know, Chicago Bears have been offensive and quarterback quicksand for much of my life. And he is considered the best prospect a notch above Andrew Luck, a couple notches above Trevor Lawrence. From the people that I really trust, the six or seven scouting directors, they're like, this kid's totally different. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, you, he's really a high-end prospect. And he's also a really great guy. I, I've met him four or five times. I really, really like him. Smart, self-aware, hyper-competitive, very bright, loves to learn, all about winning. Um, and they've been number one in the country in offense is two years there, despite having like one great teammate, Jordan Addison. So, you know, I mentioned, I said, listen, I don't, the Chicago thing is dicey. And I don't think everybody in this camp loves it. And I don't think they do. Uh, but then I was driving home from dinner last night about eight and I got called uh, by somebody in Caleb's camp. And, uh, you know, I, he doesn't have a big camp. He's not an entourage guy. He's got like a marketing girl and a, a scheduler, but he's not, he, his camp is small. Uh, it's a tent. It's not much of a camp. So somebody called and said, hey, we, we just don't want to be viewed as anti-Chicago. And they said, we do think there's a way to win quickly there, and it's the Houston way. Defensive coach, couple of weapons, cap space. Um, you know, and he said he, he thinks the defense is actually going to be really, really good. So he follows it. 
Um, but I but I think, you know, the things I had heard early is his dad's a big personality, strong personality, big opinions, good guy, don't know him well, know Caleb better. And Caleb doesn't always agree with him, but he's a dad, and Eli Manning's dad, and John Elway's dad. They're concerned. Um, and but, but Caleb's like, hey, man, Chicago's a big city. I, I love their passion. I don't want to go somewhere that doesn't care where they're tarping off the upper deck. Like, I want to go somewhere where there's massive pressure and I've got to be great. And that's how he thinks. And that's how his people in his camp think. So I think his camp was like, hey, Colin, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't want to be anti-guy. And so they, they want it. So I said this morning, hey, here's new information. Here's what it is. But, you know, I, and one of the things, guys, I've said, I'm, I know I'm rambling, but in our careers, we're all pretty aspirational, right? You end up in Chicago. That's a big-time job. I have a good job. If I would have struggled in my first job, I got 50 years at tarmac. I got a lot of runway here. You know, if you don't get it right, your first team in the NFL at quarterback, you don't get a lot of second chances. It's a very short list, and Chicago is intimidating. I mean, Green Bay is now loaded and good. Detroit's loaded and good. Minnesota, I think, has an excellent offensive coach. And if Eberflus loses in year one with him, goes one and five in September, you guys are going to be eating him alive. He's going to be in huge trouble. So I think all the concerns from Caleb's camp, they're opinions. They're what they see. One winning season in 11 years. You don't get a second chance. So I don't think it's like anti-Chicago. He's like, it's big. You know, his people said it's big. He wants big. He wants loud. He wants pressure. But I don't know how you can look at Chicago and that division and go, yeah, this is a home run. I mean, I don't love the ownership. I don't love the front office. I don't know if Eberflus works. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at today. But, but it, Colin, just to clarify, Caleb yeah. Williams is not stating that he doesn't want to play in Chicago. No, no, no. He, I was told about six to eight weeks ago that his camp was concerned. You know, they, they, they're, they're thinking about everything. They're talking about everything. And I'm in L.A. I'm around the program. I, people I know, people on the staff, people in the building. And there's just a lot of Caleb's like the story. And he has been for two years. So there's, you know, Caleb stays out of the limelight. He like he just hides. He just doesn't want to be part of it. But I know people that know him very close, and he, you know, all the, he's concerned. I, it's I, not like I'm not playing. But people in his camp, Chicago is concerning. By the way, if he was my son, I'm not sure I'd love Chicago as an option. A lot of that makes sense, actually. The idea of you just don't want your one chance to be set up to fail. I, I get that. What's interesting, and I want you to speak to this, Colin, is how is Washington any different? No track record with the owner, no track record with the coach, no track record with quarterbacks, if you want to just talk about the organization, Joe Theismann, our, 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 you know, RG3. I mean, where, why is Washington any better other than being where he's from? Well, there's two or three reasons. Because Dan Quinn has a four-year contract. Matt Eberflus is done if he starts two and six. So Caleb Williams would be on a second staff his second year. That is just not good. Dan Quinn's got the richest owner, arguably, in football. He's going to have a runway of minimum three years, maybe four. And also, that division's different. That division's got old Dallas, overpaid Dak, old Philadelphia, and dysfunctional New York. 
Caleb's division has, I mean, does any team in the league have more good young tight end wide receiver talent than Green Bay? Detroit is stacked and right. young. So the Bears division now is loaded. And I think, in my opinion, Kevin O'Connell is one of the five best young coaches in the sport. I think he's great. People, the people I talk to in the league, they're like, just wait till this guy, wait till he gets his guy. Just wait. So you can't screw around in the NFC North. It's always been an okay division. It's now potentially stacked. I think there's an argument to be made Detroit and Green Bay, along with San Francisco, over the next five years, are the three best teams in the NFC. That's not the case. If Dallas is old. They're going to have to pay Dak 55 to $60 million, and Micah, and C.D. Lamb. They're going to be massively top-heavy. Jerry's a meddler. They're getting old in spots. Tyron Smith, Zach Martin. Philadelphia's got age everywhere. And Nick Sirianni, I mean, would you be shocked if McCarthy, Brian Dable, and Nick Sirianni are all gone in a year? I mean, LaFleur's going nowhere. Campbell's going nowhere. Kevin O'Connell's going nowhere. For the NFC East, Washington... If, if Washington got Drake May and he crushes, Dan Quinn will have the most continuity and the best quarterback in the division in a year. So I just think the NFC and Chicago has the only defensive coach in a conference with three offensive coaches and two of them, LaFleur and Kevin O'Connell, in league circles are really thought of as clever, clever play designer and callers. So it's, a, it's an uphill battle in Chicago. And Washington's got more cap space. Uh, look, it, uh, all those opinions are fair. And we're talking to Colin Coward. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. And look, you're a guy who's always got a ton of opinions. But whether it's the herd line or whether it's in the midst of the regular part of your show, this is a guy in, in Caleb Williams, Colin, who has a perception that he's a diva. That, yeah. oh, he's a lot to handle. And when you go out there and you say, you hear that he doesn't want to go to Chicago yesterday, don't you feel that that's unfair to Williams and his dad? Well, no, because my information, um, my information was that they have concerns. And I think they still do. But they have to. But I believe... They're, they don't want to be painted as a villain. Uh, they don't want to be painted as anti-Chicago. But I also know that what I said was based on discussions I'd had six to eight weeks ago with people that, I mean, somebody published it or somebody, had, I don't remember where it was. We're all doing this three, four hours a day, so I lose track. But there was a story, I, I thought it was right after the season, Caleb, Chicago, Concerns. I don't know where it was published. I haven't Googled it lately. But I talk regularly with people and there's listen there's a lot of people in chicago that don't love the coach the gm the president or the owner and that's not a that's not a opinion that's considered hyperbolic who's, out there. who's that like a, who players who are you talking about players oh no i i if you ask if you ask people in the league that i talk to i got six gms i talk to regular scouting directors executives around the league broadcasters who have played, people, you know, networks deal with some of these people. I don't think people look at Chicago as, I mean, the owners, even in Chicago or not, McCaskey, aren't loved. They're some of the poorest owners. 
We don't know about the president from the Big Ten, but what do we know about him as a, a pro exec? Ryan is an executive, young. We don't really know. He Eber did, food. like, but Colin, he did put, look, a, a lot of what you say about the ownership is fair. What they did with the coach, I understand because they could get the timeline wrong. But Ryan Poles yeah. did pull off this trade with Carolina, which is one of the great trades in NFL history. And it's the only reason why they're drafting at number one to begin with. Yeah, that, that's, that's great. I, I'm not disputing that. He also did the Taze Claypool move. Velas Jones is one of the worst picks in five years. It's, not a, it's an imperfect world. I'm not saying he's not great. What I'm saying is it's not considered as well-run right now as Detroit's front office or Green Bay's organization. The Vikings are always considered very strongly run. San Francisco's well-run. Howie Roseman, Philadelphia. The Rams, Sneed, McVay. There are organizations in football, 10 to 12, that are considered annually very well-run. The Bears are not. I mean, they have not had a top 10. They haven't had a top 15 offense, I think it is. In a, I mean, they have one winning season in 11 years. What can you say? It's hard to lose that much in the NFL. The uh, whole system, it's not college football. The whole system is you stink and you yeah. get good draft picks. It's hard. Green Bay wins for 30 years. Chicago wins very infrequently. Atlanta wins very infrequently. Carolina wins infrequently. There's a reason. So nobody's picking on Chicago, but when you're Caleb Williams' people, there's, how do you not have concerns? And I was told those, I think, you know, eight weeks ago, people were like, in that camp, they're like, we've got concerns. Well, when you voice those concerns, people say, Oh, Colin, that's over the top. They just called and said, they weren't yelling at me. They just said, we're not anti-Chicago. The concerns are obvious stuff that we all see. But, you know, they do see a route to win, and it's the Houston route. And that is a fair route. That's the AFC's tougher. You get the defensive coach, although D'Amico Ryans has a long runway. Eberflus doesn't. Cap space, an absolute bona fide one. I do think – I thought the Montez Sweat deal was a great deal. It's a great deal. It. I thought it was great. I thought, yeah. I mean, I said the first day it happened, you're not going to get Montez Sweat in the second round. You're crazy. This is a great deal. Claypool, I defended. Different body type. He ended up being a little bit of a quirky personality, whatever. It's not – nobody bats a thousand. It's a hard league to figure out who's going to work. But I don't think anybody that thinks Caleb Williams like is thinking today, what a perfect place to land. Guys, we can all see perfect. Harbaugh to the Chargers. That's about as good a fit as the league has. Summarily, all of us go, yeah, that's really good. The, the problem is, Colin, there's, there's no – very rarely is a team picking number one that's going to be a perfect spot to land. Even the Houston Texans at number two last year, and one time they were 1-11-1. The Bears are a seven-win team – with, with on an upswing, drafting at number one, that's a pretty good spot to be in drafting number one. Well, not it's not because the Lions and Packers are stacked. Well, right, right, Bears but relative to where number one, where a number one pick would usually be, Caleb Williams is not going to go to a great team in the number one pick right. overall in, in in any year. Well, let's compare it to Indianapolis with Andrew Luck winning organization, good front office. They had Peyton Manning who Um, got hurt. The timing there worked out perfectly. 
Yeah, but if that was a – and by the way, that didn't work out because they had, frankly, a GM that was over his skis, and they could never protect him. So that was a better situation because you had momentum and inertia within the organization. But, I mean, the Colts were a winning organization. They were cash flush. They had money. They were winning. They had some players. You know, Chicago's got some players, but, man, there's no momentum in the organization – And everybody's unproven. GM's unproven, coach unproven, president unproven. Um, You know, I think I I, I would clearly move off Justin Fields, get a second, third-round pick, move on. Let's stop trying to pretend we're right, and let's get it right. I mean, Brock Purdy, the Niners realized initially, very quickly, Trey Lance doesn't work. They moved off him. Okay, we were wrong. The Giants doubled down on Daniel Jones, trying to be right instead of getting it right. The Bears have to move off Justin Fields. Stop trying to validate your pick. He's 10 and 28, 3 and 12 in division. Move on. It's not working. Caleb's a much better player, much better prospect. You restart the rookie clock. But I would argue there's a lot more risk. There's a lot more questions with the Bears than answers. Yeah, Plus you know, 80 20. This is why you're good at your job because I didn't know how I'd feel with, with talking to you, but you're 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 selling me. You're selling me. A lot of oh, everything. Don't fall for a, it. a lot of the things you're saying are making a lot of sense. They really are. They really are. But I want to follow up on one thing you said on on your show. Uh, you mentioned his dad, and I've heard something separately about his dad as well. And I want to know. You know, we've been around. We've all been around athletes where dads can be a problem. Is it a a plus, a minus, a, a, a neither situation? One thing I heard is he may want to um, uh, a sort of uh, challenge the contract system for for players taken in the, in situations like Caleb. And instead of you know uh, the fifth year option and franchise tags, right. he wants four years and to be a free agent. That's something I've heard, but I'm not an NFL uh, reporter. What's your take on the yeah. dad and all that? I completely dispute that. I asked about that and, and was told it was nonsense. Okay. I was told that, that he, his dad does not want to do that. Because I, I, I saw that story, I asked, and I told it was complete nonsense. And by the way, I don't know his dad. I've met him once. I know people around his camp. His dad's a big personality. His dad, you know, Elway's dad, Manning's dad. Sure. They're strong. If, if The world we live in now, somebody's listening to your show right now. They're a high school football coach. They're a college coach. Somebody's listening to your vast audience. They know the the, the dad thing with quarterbacks. Right. <laughs> like, it's just the position dad has influence. You're a star quarterback in high school, college. That doesn't mean they're bad. That doesn't mean the dads are bad. They're protect Ohio State's quarterback. He wanted guarantees from Ryan Day he would start, and Ryan's like, we love him. But he wasn't that good. He's going to battle for the number one job. And the, and the dad for Ohio State's quarterback says, we're going to Syracuse. I don't think his dad's a bad guy. I think that's the reality of dads. I have two friends whose kids are college athletes, one a college quarterback. They're very reasonable, but they want their kid to play, and their kids are now going to transfer. So Caleb Williams' dad, is just he's a big personality. He's a, he's a dad, and he's a big part of his life. They don't agree on everything I've been told. They're not, they're not, and he's a dad and, and the son, but the idea that his dad is going to change the league, that is, I, they just laughed at that when I asked. They were like, go, oh, give me a break. That's not true. Colin, it- yes, I was, I was told eight weeks ago, this, Caleb's smart. He looks at everything. You know, there's, you can't look at Chicago objectively and not go, oh, Jesus, 
Are we sure about anything? Owner, president, GM, coach, O-line, are we sure? Caleb's people feel the defense is very, very good, and they think the weapons are good, and they like their cap space. They do believe there is a way to win in Chicago. But they also aren't. They're well-versed. Green Bay and Detroit are freaking stacked right now, and they're not paying any of their players for two more years. Colin, how good is Caleb Williams going to be? Oh, I think he's uh, he's the best college quarterback I've ever seen. I was a Andrew Luck sycophant. He's significantly more mobile. He's got a better arm. I think he's the best college quarterback talent I've ever seen. I think he's insane. I mean, people. I I know the USC roster front and back. Jordan Addison was a terrific player. They don't have another elite player. They have a kid named Monheim on the offensive line. He'll make the league. Uh, if he comes, I don't think he's coming out. I think he's going to move to center interior. He's a very good player. He'll be a nice third-round NFL offensive lineman. They just have guys, and they led the nation in offense. And this year, the big, the Pac-12 this year was, as you guys follow, was exceptional. It was really good. And the, the coaching wasn't at USC on the defensive side, so every game was a track meet. If you guys want to go look at Caleb Williams, go watch the Arizona game. So Arizona won seven games to end the season, beat Oklahoma in a bowl game. Caleb Williams does stuff. There's a play near the goal line. I think it's either in overtime or got him to overtime. It just doesn't make physical sense. It's Mahomes meets Allen meets Lamar. He There's three defenders. They're all around him, and he gets into the end zone. He's just different and in person he's only about six one, but he's thick um i think he's a really um always got a smile on his face bright um you know i i think when i'm a sportscaster i always think what if that was my son or what if that was me and i i think actually caleb stayed out of it he doesn't want to be a villain he's very quiet but god i'd be a if I was Caleb Williams and I looked at the Bears, I'd be concerned. There's a million questions. How many answers do you have? You have a great receiver. I like your left tackle. I, I think the defense is pretty – I think Eberflus does, knows what he's doing on defense. But, man, that division's good. Really, really talented now. And so, you know, he, he wants to make it clear he's not anti-Bear Chicago. He's not. He sees a route. But I was told two months ago there's concerns. They'd be, I mean, honestly, would you think Caleb Williams, would you want somebody that didn't go, are we sure about this, 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 this? He's a conscientious kid. He's bright. He's well-read. He knows what he's doing. So did Manning. So did Eli. So did Elway. They're bright kids. Like, they looked at the world and went, this isn't perfect. Colin, we appreciate your time. I get it. Look, there's skepticism. They've never had a quarterback that's going to be a star. Um, I understand that. Uh, they've got to they've got to prove it. Um, but I, I think the Bears are pointed in the right direction. That's not that's not a hometown guy. But I, I've been plenty skeptical. I've been called a hater many times. But we appreciate your time. Thank you. Good stuff, Colin. Thanks. All right, guys. There well. he is, Colin Coward. That was interesting. It was really interesting. Like like. The reason I wanted to get him on was less about the opinions and more about what was fact and and like what was what what, what has driven me crazy and what I what I tried to get was he reported one thing yesterday and he reported something different today and I know he's an opinion guy 
He's a talk show host. But when you go on the air and yesterday you say, you know, um, he is hearing that, that he doesn't want Chicago and he wants Washington. Um, and then today you go back on that based on conversations you had six to eight weeks ago. I think you're I, I, I don't think you're doing the kid any any favors. And it's exactly what I wrote. It's disinformation well, season. Well, okay, I'm not. Look, I, I said I was buying what he was selling a right. little bit, but I'm not going to sit here and defend him. But it's not his job to do any favors for Caleb Williams. His job to report what he knows and what he's heard. But but, but he but, is but, close but, to the organization. That, I think we we understand. Job that. number one is to report facts okay. and to not lie and, and to and to not and to not report disinformation. I, I think it was a great job having him on. It was your idea. I think it was a great job having a great idea having him on because he provided the, the nuance that I needed. He provided the nuance. He's not necessarily, I'm not going to Chicago. I'm pulling an Eli Manning. He's not that. But there is some percolating concern under the surface. But, I can live ye- with that. But yesterday he and then said I, that. I pushed back Ye- on, the, on Washington even. Why is that so great? Yesterday yesterday he said that. Look, and, and he repeated he repeated the stuff about, I get it. On the outside looking in, and, and the Bears have, ne- we know this, the Bears have never had a 30 touchdown guy. The Bears have never had a 4,000 yard thrower. I knew, and this is why I, I always was against them bringing Eberflus back. I knew when they brought Eberflus back, the perception was going to be, and rightfully so, they have never gotten it right on the same timeline. Right. They paired Trubisky with John Fox who a year later was fired. I called it, I've called it, this is me, a hometown guy, the circle of suck. Right. It, it's doing this all wrong. Uh, it's, it's Fox with Trubisky, you fire Fox, now Trubisky's with a new coach. Trubisky's out, now these two guys are saving their job. They draft Fields, they're out, new coach, Eberflusen, Fields here, everyone on the wrong timeline. Now, could they have Eberflus? With Caleb Williams, and now all of a sudden, new OC, right. Eberflus, and, and, and it's all valid concerns. Yeah. I'm not saying his opinions could be wrong or could be right. That's his opinions. He's, he's not doing the kid right by going on his radio show one day saying he's hearing Caleb Williams doesn't want Chicago, and the next day saying, Whoa, 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 whoa. They called me and they said he's not anti-Chicago. Okay. That's that's the fake news stuff. That's that's what Orlovsky did to Justin Fields three years but, ago. But, but, and that's that's why people think Caleb Williams is a diva for no reason. I, look, what he said on his show is one thing. All I know is what he said on this show. And what he said on this show, at least he provided some nuance to his reporting yesterday and today. Nuance that makes sense to me when you hear things like, you only have one shot at this a lot of times. It's your only career. You have 10 years, whatever it is. I get it. And it makes sense to me. And the idea that he's from Washington and these other issues, which I push back on, why is Washington any better? But Colin explained himself. like that. And the question marks about ownership, the coach, um, the history, all that stuff it applies I disagree with him on polls. I think I'm with you. Yeah. I think polls has proven enough that he knows what he's doing. But certainly, president, owner, coach haven't. They haven't. But polls has. I think he made sense, and I think he provided nuance. Look, it's 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 everything we've talked about as a radio station for the last two three years. We as Bears fans know our house isn't clean. 
<laughs> we, we, we know we have to clean up the house. There's still a mess. Seven wins so, is, is so not good So I guess that's enough. what he's reporting. Caleb realizes, or his father, that this but, house is a mess. But, do, but I don't know why Washington's do you, not a mess. Do you, <laughs> but do you trust? Do you trust that? That's my point. Uh, do, do I trust that? Do I trust that that's really what Caleb Williams and his dad or his camp is thinking when one day he says this and the next day he says this? Or is this just Colin Coward spinning his opinion with I, I guess do you, I, do, you, do you do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, now? I do. I do. Spinning his opinion into fact. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. I understand why anyone on the outside would say or any Bears fan would say right. our house still isn't quite in order. But when you're speaking, until I hear someone right. firsthand from Caleb Williams, or when I hear Schefter or Rappaport or someone uh, like that say, I, I get there it. Are but concerns. Sylvie, you went on the air and reported some things that turned out to be true about Chase Claypool from behind the scenes. But I didn't change my story 24 hours okay. later. Well, That's the maybe difference. it would have if you got a call from Claypool's family. I don't know, but I feel like he provided but, some nuance to us. But but I I was reporting what the bears were thinking and even even and he's reporting what caleb's but, camp but, is but thinking he changed his story 12 no, hours I think, later i disagree i think he provided some jesse, nuance right. jesse so, uh, that's my well, opinion where, let's the, go to the phone lines all right three one two three three two three seven seven six um see and like listen listen to john and in, in, in grand rapids okay let's go do ahead it. john what, what what's your point silver you're right jesse you're wrong okay I think Cowherd was projecting his opinion onto why the Bears aren't the perfect, perfect, 100% wonderful situation. And the thing about the whole division, that makes me think Caleb Williams is scared. So if that's true, then I want him less. But if it's not true, then Cowherd is doing a disservice to Caleb Williams. And then, and that's my point. Like you're going to have Bears fans who th- sit here thinking, "I don't want Caleb Williams. This is this is the mess that he brings." But what's Caleb Williams doing? Caleb Williams is doing nothing. He has nothing to do with any of this. He just has a guy who's hosting a show in L.A. talking uh, one way one day and another way the next day, and and people are like, "See." Told you this guy's bad news. He paints his nails. He cries on the sidelines. Sylvie, what's and, the difference if he t- pulls it back the next day? What you said about Chase Claypool poisoned everybody that w- that follows Chase Claypool. It turned out to be right, but it certainly poisoned everybody. What's the difference? What do you, you mean? You did what, the same thing. What, what, I don't you, understand. You spoke poorly about, reported poorly about Chase Claypool. Fans but, heard that. Didn't like Chase Claypool. It's the same thing here. But, but, but it He's was, reporting but it was, something he thinks is fact, Jesse, and it's now fact. you're saying when, fans don't like Jesse, him. Jesse, when you report something as a Cubs reporter... Yeah. You don't you don't change what you report the next that's day, a and you second, make that's and, a, and that's a separate and, story. But but you double and triple you do, and I would never go on the air without knowing it's locked, it's for sure, Look. and I don't suggest stuff unless I know it for sure. These are people's reputations. Okay, we're we just have a different way of viewing this. I don't even think he really went back on what he said yesterday. He got a call and he. Re- basically repeated what they said that's happened to me too of course publicly he's going to say this but it could possibly be true underneath the surface that he'd rather go to washington he's from there let's start with that you know what i am concerned i'm with jesse in this sense Sylvie. i'm a little concerned the phrasing he doesn't want to be seen as anti-chicago 
He didn't come out and say he would love to be the first overall pick in the draft or he would embrace being the Bears quarterback. He just maybe wants his... I'm concerned that they maybe want their cake and they want to eat it too. They don't want to be perceived as a bad guy who are pulling the power play that Eli Manning and, and John Elway have done in the past. Right. But, he doesn't but, want to do they, that publicly. But that still may be something that's... I'm concerned that it, the anti-Chicago was okay, so critical to the phrase. I, I understand. What I'm saying is I don't trust Colin Coward to be a spokesperson. Until I hear that from somebody mm-hmm. else, he has lost my... Colin but you Coward, were asking people to trust you. But, you were asking well, people to trust you. My track record's pretty good. Well, I don't, I don't know Colin's well, well, track record, well, but I don't, Colin, you, you just Colin, said Colin, a lot of nice things about him Colin, before he came Colin's on. Colin's very good at what he does as opinions and, and a carnival barker. Colin, Colin what, what he is doing here, I don't believe is fair. Doing like... Here, where's the Dan Arlovsky no, piece? He reported something. This is my pet he, peeve. No, he reported something that he heard. Then he reported something that they told him. So instead Those are of two report- different things. Here's my beef. There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend. You're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. Caleb He's and from his group the D.C. area. Want to go to Chicago. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams. I mean, like, just isolate that part. Okay. Caleb and okay. his group. I get what he said and right then what happens that. is his, his, his camp calls him and says, we don't want don't to be viewed as anti-Chicago. That, that he, he, he says right before, I think it's possible. He's yeah. not saying stone cold fact. Okay. He's, he, they don't want to go. So you're you're saying the way he phrased it now that he said. I think a lot I of think. what he said on Thursday got taken out of context or got out out of proportion. I would say what what he came on and he said on his show today, and then he repeated with you guys. I, I'm more concerned that they may be trying to find a way to get to Washington without well, this having is what to deal. Saying. What he has said is now poisoned you about Caleb. No, no, no. Where but, Caleb has done nothing, nothing yes, publicly. No, but it's not poison. Like, listen, I'm open to the. I want Caleb Williams to end up in Chicago. And if the Bears. I, I'm concerned, though, that Caleb Williams, who is from the Washington, D.C. area, would prefer to play there. And they're, tr- they're trying to navigate these waters publicly in a way so they, they can deal with the least amount of blood. Back. Why would why would his camp call Colin if he's just speculating? Because, like, because of what, what he said. You don't, don't want to look bad. You air. don't want to look like Eli Manning took a lot of crap. A lot of crap. But don't go uh, don't go on the air if you don't have it locked. Like I would never go on the air. I hate when I get tweets saying you're just clickbait or you're just throwing this stuff out for this. Because we try not to do this. It's how we've been on the and air for so long. you're saying Colin does. Col- Colin, I don't know. This, this is what gives people, other people, bad names. He's throwing just crap out about someone to create a story. Did he, didn't he just give you his, his, and I'm not here to defend him, I'm not. Didn't he Sounds just like give it. you his credentials? What, I can't take a different opinion? I have no, to agree no, with no, you? No, 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 you can't. I mean, but, but didn't, I didn't he just give you his credentials? He lives in Los Angeles. He knows everybody in the USC program. You think he just threw something out out of nowhere? Or is he doing their bidding? Maybe he's doing their bidding. It's still what they think, uh, though. I, I'd rather hear from Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and them themselves before Colin Coward one day says something and the next day walks it but back. But this, this is exactly a thing someone close to the program would say, not much more than a, a national reporter 
who isn't necessarily, I mean, I don't know, because that, that's different. All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. No, don't agree with me. Heck, I know, I know you're not. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not some Colin Coward supporter. I just feel like the the nuance he brought made sense to me. Uh, Walt in Bloomingdale, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Walt? Hey, Sylvie, how are you, my friend? We're good. Everything's good. What's on your mind? Listen, I want you to know that you handled that interview absolutely perfectly. I was sitting there, and I'm thinking, are you going to ask that question? And you did. The bottom line here is that this is a lot of unsubstantiated garbage, right? When you pressed him on where he got the information, he said, oh, I, I read uh, like six to eight weeks ago. I don't know where it came from. I mean, that no, that's is, not what he said. That is not what he me, said. He finish. said he reported it six to eight weeks ago. He was talking about something else let me, let that he finish, read. Finish. So I think this is not about what's true or not true about the Bears organization. This is about something that Cowherd reported under the guise that it was true, that he had substantiated this information. And one final point, don't listen to guys like Jesse. These guys have bought into the internet way of reporting where any garbage that put that's put out there is okay that is not okay you have to substantiate the stuff if you're a Colin Cowherd so that's all I wanted to say yeah look I I, 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 I don't know how you're supposed to substantiate something that you're reporting I don't I don't get that uh Taylor and Hyde Park go ahead Taylor what's up Taylor hey, what's going on guys um look I thought Calhoun was preaching. Um, it's been stated that Caleb said that he might want to go back and have a senior year at USC based upon who had the first pick. So that's the first point. So obviously I think Caleb has some um, inclinations of not wanting to play for Chicago. Secondly, uh, every quarterback who has refused to come out and play for the, for the number one pick has been successful. It has been a very, very, very good quarterback. John Elway, Eli Manning, that's been very successful for their careers. The third thing is a guy like Caleb Williams, who's been the number one prospect his entire life, has chosen where he wants to go. He's chosen his high school. He's able to choose his college. Now he's being forced to go and play for a team that has not produced a quarterback with 30-plus touchdowns and 4,000 yards passing, and it's kind of a mess when the ownership and the coaching at limbo or in purgatory. So why would he want to come here? Um, it makes no sense to me. And so I think what, Cal- yeah. what Colin was saying was pretty accurate based upon Caleb's reactions to wanting to have another senior year um, versus playing the NFL. And that's why I think it's different think than it's what different. Ian Rappaport might report or someone like that because that little nuance is something someone close to the organization or the program might actually know um, more than – you know, again, Rappaport and Schefter would know something more dramatic, I think, more more straightforward. This is a little bit under the surface that, hey, maybe I, I, I wouldn't mind Washington. It's also my home place. Well, of course. Look, and I've always said to, to Waddle and, and, and anybody who's taking a coaching interview or in this case is a number one pick. When you're getting interviewed by the Bears and you're, you're Caleb Williams – I, like, I respect a guy who interviews the employer back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure. Like, don't just sit there and, and just be interviewed yourself. Hey, how are you guys going to support me? How are how am I going to be successful together? Like, I, I understand how there would be skepticism. What, what my 
I'm, I don't have a beef with Colin's opinions on the Bears right. in general. I get it. I get it. My, my big problem with it was the way he was reporting what is true and what is not true. And I, I thought that he, per, he made this seem like there was a truth yesterday, and he seemed to walk it back today. And then the way he is sort of, it was like a sleight of hand routine today where he talked really fast. And he talked up the Packers, and he talked up the Lions, and he talked about the Bears' history instead of what is fact and what is not fact. He don't look here, look over here. Don't, oh, I don't want to show you that I was wrong yesterday with what I actually had because it was old news. I want you to look over here because the Bears have been a crap factory for the last eighty years as far as producing I, I, quarterbacks. I think we're we're not that far off. I think what he thought was fact yesterday. Um, he added some nuance to it today, but I don't think he completely backtracked. And I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I don't know, but I the the how it's gone, I get like it, it, it's made sense to me the last 24 hours with this. Right, Charlie uh, on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Charlie? Hey, what's going on, man? You tell us. Not much. Hey, Sylvie, I like the way you're defending this. You're going at him. I think you're right on this one, and. I'd like to say this. The way he's saying uh, Detroit is this uh, stacked team and Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken, we played – we should have beat Detroit twice. We we should have probably beat Green Bay, especially if we just Caleb Williams away. I think we're pretty good. So I don't know why. It just feels like he's bashing the Bears. And so his opinions – I, I just don't like it, man. Yeah, he it, really it, pulled out the crystal ball with the divisions. I mean, making the case for how bad the, the East the, is going to be. The East has been like the, the best division the, in the last couple of years. And the North is going to rule and yeah. as soon as the Vikings get a quarterback. And that was a little bit over the top. Look, and, look he, and he's an opinion yes, guy. I'm for fine sure. with the opinions, yeah. right or wrong. Everyone's going to get – I've been wrong on opinions. You've been wrong oh, yeah. on opinions. But when you're reporting someone as – being this or that as fact, which I thought, I thought, I thought that he was irresponsible. That's I didn't where think I don't com- think we're being, uh, where you, we're seeing eye to yeah, eye. We're on. not on the backtracking part. I don't think he completely backtracked. I don't. I, do. I think he got a call and was reporting what the call was about. That but that call anti-Chicago. doesn't surprise me because, of course, publicly they're going to hey. We like Chicago. We're not anti-Chicago, but all that's so. Those are two but, different things. He reported something it heard, and then he reported something they said publicly. But they didn't. They didn't publicly do it. They did it through the guy who did it to true. begin with. You yeah. know, if they assuming like, that's all true. Uh, again, all. I just think all they're doing is muddying the water. I'll give you an example. This is exactly what I wrote, and it just it ticks me off about this process about just. It, it, it ticked me off about what Bill Polian said about Lamar Jackson a few years ago being a wide receiver. Uh, the test results with C.J. Stroud and the, the Justin Fields stuff from three years ago. I don't know if you ever yeah, heard the Orlovsky yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yes, yes. I want to play you this. And, and this, like, this sticks to guys, and even if it's completely untrue, there will be guys who go this weekend with their buddies and say, hey, did you hear what Colin Coward said? He's a, he doesn't like Chicago. And people in bars will be talking about this, and it may be completely fabricated well, or but completely again, untrue. Before we sort of realized the results of Chase Capel, we didn't know what we didn't know if it was true or not. So that's what I'm saying. You you did the same thing, and people I, didn't know. I, I think that's so unfair. Time, will, what time, you're might, 
time might tell if he's right or not, or maybe we'll never know because Caleb won't admit it publicly if he does get drafted by the Bears. But we'll certainly know if he somehow ends up with Washington. Three three two three seven seven six. We'll take all of your phone calls coming up. We've got Jeff Garland today. The season debut of Curbs last season is uh, this weekend. Jeff Garland's going to join us at five thirty. You can listen on the ESPN Chicago app. You can download uh, that app and get all your shows on demand. You can also watch us on the YouTube and ESPN Chicago. I sounded really old there. The YouTube. The YouTube. Um, it's been a long segment. On YouTube and uh, download our channel. It's ESPN Chicago. It's also Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Got to pull this article, too, because I guess within the hour uh, at near it almost three o'clock, uh, Crane Chicago Business, uh, Greg Hintz came out with an article that says the Bear Stadium search now focusing on the city lakefront, not Arlington Heights. Uh, and they write, how come and what else is on the table? Like maybe converting most of Soldier Field to a public park. Colin didn't even mention that no. dysfunction. Get him back on the line. I don't know if that's dysfunction. I mean. Well, we can't find a stadium play, a place for a stadium. Well, I think they're just, uh, they're using the Yes, there's a the lot leverage. of leverage going on. Yeah, the know. leverage that of purchasing uh, Arlington Heights. They'll have to sell that land back or find somebody they'll be able to do it but they're probably going to get a sweetheart deal from the city to stay i got a text from my wife he's she's like you guys better stop fighting You're going to dinner tomorrow night we all are together yeah so, we'll it's see. gonna be off might be separate especially, tables especially with, be separate way, tables. With, with, with the claypool stuff that you keep bringing up <laughs> well, like, I'm, I'm gonna do that every time that you're gonna be reporting yeah, a story how do i know that's I, factual be, oh i wasn't questioning that i wasn't at all it was the point of okay what are people gonna think once you report something, luckily, fortunately, it was true, which, of course, Not I luckily, Not, it's you know because what I, mean. I knew you know because what I, mean. I had the best so, source on it. OK, so Colin might be telling that might be true. We just don't know yet. Here, let me let me uh, where, where's the Dan? This is this is Dan Orlovsky three years ago mm-hmm. on uh, Pat McAfee. This is like there's just a history for this type of stuff yeah. in this lying season or disinformation season. The Justin Fields. And this is about Fields. He, right. he was talking about Justin Fields and why he was his stock was falling. Remember, at one time he, he was expected to go like number two overall in that draft. He was supposed to be the second overall quarterback. The Justin Fields thing, and because I've made a couple calls about this, like why Justin Fields, why is he falling this and that? And I can just share these are not my opinions. These are the things that have shared been shared with me. One, I have heard that he is a last guy in, first guy out type of quarterback, like not the maniacal work ethic. I've even heard it compared to Justin Herbert, where it was like. Dude, when Justin Herbert showed up, it was like a psychopath when it came to working to get ready for the draft or, or even at school. Like, give me more. I want to work nonstop. And I've heard that there are some questions with Justin Fields' work ethic, okay? And then the second thing is, where is his desire to go be a great quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that there is a desire to be a big-time athlete um, from what is expressed in you. Where is his desire to go be a great quarterback. And to be great, you got to be willing to find the things that you're not 
not good at and just freaking grind on them. Who's telling you this stuff? Pretty high up people, yeah? Yeah, people that are going to be at least um, uh, associated with decision-making. What a crack of BS. And, okay. and like he was wrong. He had to apologize for this sort of stuff. But this is the type of stuff that it, uh, a guy in a major network can float out there mm-hmm. and still keep their job. And, 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 and here we are again three years ago doing, like making people believe stuff about Caleb Williams when he's not saying anything publicly. True. You're right. You're right. But, you know, there's all sorts of anonymous reporting that goes on that is true some of it isn't i will say um orlovsky's opinions there are or, or reporting there very aggressive in the sense that when you are questioning someone's work ethic and character you better be right you better be right i will say this is a little bit different sort of saying he's hearing that he may not want to come uh or washington might be a better spot also his hometown not as aggressively attacking his character and stuff. But I, I look, I don't disagree with you. I, I have to live it every, every day if I report something sure, correctly. that's I'm what gonna, I mean. I, I'm going to feel what, it. That's why I thought you would appreciate it more than anybody. And like, just like Taylor said, when Taylor called, he's like, you know, there was talk about Caleb staying. Like, who, who was that really coming from? And, and he didn't stay. Like, there was all... Uh, you know, the other side of the coin is, do you think Orlovsky was making it up? No, but he, he was spoke wrong to the wrong person. Yeah, right. right. So, uh, again, did, did Colin speak to the right people or the wrong people? I guess time will tell. Or maybe we'll never be able to yeah. tell. So, uh, Bear Stadium stuff, uh, stuff with the uh, Colin Coward quote reports. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. Does it make you happy about the Bear Stadium situation, too? To hear that they would be building downtown instead of the suburbs. That's been a soap opera that we've been following for a while. It seemed like a lot of people were very happy in the burbs. Now, are you ha- happy that it would be on the lakefront? Um, I don't know how that is going to solve a lot of the traffic issues, uh, but I'd love to hear from you and talk uh, some Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. 332-3776. Jesse's in for Waddle. 